0: Hello and welcome to Affable Chat, the only podcast on the internet that's brought to you by looking at your phone to avoid conversation. Walking down the hall from an awkward distance and don't want to talk to the person coming your way? Look at your phone. My name is Benjamin. This is my co-host Joey. Hello. And today we're joined by two very special guests. Not not only are they special because they're guests on Apple Chat, but they're also bona fide experts in our subject matter today. Expert number one is Nick Heredia. Hi. And expert A is (laughs) Tony Stank. Hello, hello. uh, Equally um, respected experts in our subject matter, uh, which is going to be the movie we're discussing today, which is El Camino, A Breaking Bad Movie.
1: This is a neo-western crime drama. Directed by Vince Gilligan. The cast includes Todd Chavez, Fat Todd, Hal Wilkerson, Jackie Brown Guy, Random Bad Guy.
0: I watched this movie on Netflix. How did you guys watch it? I also watched it on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix? Everybody Netflix? Definitely Netflix. Alright, cool.
2: Well, just to bring up, did anyone go see it in theaters? Was it in theaters? it, it was in theaters um there was like a small theater like that's like well known in Baltimore for like being hipstery that oh, was showing it um, I epic. did not go see it there though I did I did watch it on Netflix because the convenience of my home is much more convenient oh,
3: yeah. definitely, definitely. Um, and, and here's the thing if, if it's a Breaking bad movie it definitely deserves to be at, at least the way I watched Breaking Bad was in my own home, so it makes sense. Right. It's, it's fitting. I, it is fitting that I watch the movie.
0: I watched the entirety of Breaking Bad from inside of an old RV. That felt more <laughs> wow. fitting to me. <laughs> yeah.
1: While you were cooking meth? yeah,
0: <laughs> And eating Funyuns? Um, actually, well, just so I can establish you guys' credibility as experts on this episode, um, first I'll ask you, how many times have you watched this movie? Twice. Twice. Yeah. Uh, three times, actually. Three times? Three okay, times. I, I watched it twice. But more more importantly, I think, just because this is why you guys are experts, how many times have you guys each seen Breaking Bad
2: all the way through? I'll start with you, Anthony. I, I've seen Breaking Bad all the way through twice. One is very fresh on the dome, because I just did it for El Camino. And then I've seen like episodes throughout a bunch, like my favorite episodes.
0: Nick, how, how many? what's your count at, at this point? How many times have you seen Breaking Bad all the way through?
3: I have seen Breaking Bad all the way through at least ten times. Ten. Are you serious? Ten, <laughs> ten <Yes>. times. I <laughs> just as as often as I binge The Office, I have binged Ugh. Breaking Bad, the full to the fullest extent, because this is my favorite show, and I am hooked on it and I definitely have my, it has been a long time since I, after that, you know, last time of, of doing it last time I binged the entire show has been a long time. I definitely to prepare for El Camino. I definitely watched episodes and, and like had the intentions of binging, but I was like, I, I know this show well enough that I oh, can yeah. step away from it and watch yeah, after
0: 10 times. I mean, yeah, yeah well, that's well, a lot. It
1: only came out like last week. Right. So yeah, right? The movie only came out like last week. I'll be honest, I I, uh, I didn't really actually watch...
2: I didn't re-watch Breaking Bad for El Camino. During my binge-watch of Breaking Bad, they announced El Camino, like, official right. release date, which was convenient. But I was I was rewatching Breaking Bad, because I had to know, because, uh, like, it's still salty over Game of Thrones, how it ended, oh, to yeah. see what was the greatest show on television, because everyone says Breaking Bad. And it was
1: nice seeing Breaking Bad. That's right. Golden Age. That's what they said.
0: Okay, well... So that establishes, we do, we brought out the big guns. These are the experts. That's right. Okay? And we're going to let them uh, you know, shower us with knowledge. Um, it's going to be a four-man shower of knowledge here on this episode. And <laughs> to get us started, Joey, why don't you give us the synopsis for El Camino?
1: Some guy tries to buy a very expensive trip to Alaska.
0: Yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, let's get started uh, with our pros and cons, talking about what we liked and what we didn't like. Tony Stank, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us what you liked about El Camino?
2: Well, one thing about El Camino that I love so much, and, and just Breaking Bad in general, is Vince Gilligan is, uh, he's hes like in that tier of Tarantino where it's like, no matter what he's working on, he, the, he is like feeding through, uh, the, uh, through the screen. Like, he, he always has, him and Tarantino share this, but it's like the smoking cigarettes scenes where it's like, Everyone's always like popping out something to smoke on and there's like having some meaningful conversation or uh, something's happening. It's just so it's so interesting to see stuff like that. Um, You have a lot of POV shots, which are always fun. Um, It's a Vince Gilligan staple. Um, But also just a general pro is that this movie was like nice, like a nice round out of Jesse Pinkman's character.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you on that point. Like, um, and we'll get into the discussion of whether or not this should have been made because some people wanted Breaking Bad to just be left alone. But I mean, finding out what happens to Jesse is pretty important. Like, the show does not end his story. Um, it definitely leaves it open up, Like, it leaves it wide open. So this is an opportunity that they seized.
3: What about you, Nick? Um, I definitely believe Jesse has his own Felina moment. Uh, the Felina, the finale of Breaking Bad, was about Walt, and we all, definitely all know that. But we had to see what at least happens to Jesse. I feel like this definitely covers that, and I feel like it did it did it in his own way. Um, they also kept his another thing. I as a pro, I liked is that they kept his character development. It remained the way it was in season five, where he's been through stuff. Yeah and he's smarter. He's still Jesse, but he's definitely knows how to handle tight situations.
0: Yes, he's a different Jesse than he was from the beginning, which is a big part of Breaking Bad is the character development um which is what's so powerful about the the flashback part. Like for me, I loved the like the top-tier acting from Aaron Paul. Like having him, I mean I know I know everybody loves uh Walt, they love Brian Cranston and, and how amazing of an actor he is, obviously. But Aaron Paul's also a very good actor and he really gets a chance to shine as like the one who carries this entire movie. Um, the cinematography, as you mentioned, Anthony, Vince Gilligan has a very unique style and, and it's just such an interesting movie to watch. Um, so I love the cinematography. And also, it feels like Breaking Bad. It doesn't feel like a spin-off movie in the sense of like, oh, we're just trying to cash in and make something like Breaking Bad. It felt like Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, it really did. There's yeah. like it's it's really tense. Um, it keeps that same that same like slow build. Like there's very little that really happens in the movie, but it it doesn't. It's not boring, you know. It keeps you engaged. Keeps you on on your edge of your seat uh, with kind of like a low stakes story uh, where it's just uh, like Aaron Paul trying to escape. Um, and, and it's really compelling that way. Um, I feel like that there's like really great acting, especially from Aaron Paul, but from all the characters, especially some of the favorite characters that come back for it. Um, there's a lot of great attention to detail in the flashbacks, uh, maybe with some exceptions. But I feel like the, like the makeup and like having like making Aaron Paul and like and uh, and uh, Walter look younger, you know, to fit in with how the how they looked when the show was being shot. Uh, I mean, that's like a really powerful thing for that uh, that detail to shine
3: through. One thing I appreciate about Vince Gilligan is how thorough he is, and and just like you know with his POV shots and whatnot, he he truly is. I I think Tarantino level esque. With his cinematography, but his also just his 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 screenplay, or like basically how he tells a story in what way and whatnot. And I feel like even with the the flashbacks, I think he does a great job. And yes, I, I agree that that it is breaking, but it's it's a continued Breaking Bad story. And uh, as a fan, I am pleased. Cool. Well, okay, and and I don't want to get too hung up on the pros.
0: Um, just any more bullet points. Can anybody get me like short, quick because we will talk about this in
3: detail. I, I appreciate the the classic. It did, it definitely had some classic breaking bad dark humor moments that I, I'm I'm it's still something that, that has been breaking bad always, even season five had mm-hmm. and I'm glad it had mm-hmm. the movie had that. And, and Tony, give me give me a couple more of your pros before we move on to the cons.
2: Uh, cool guys don't look at explosions.
0: Yeah, okay. That's actually really important. That um, is because when I watched it the second time, I was like, wait, he doesn't look back? But he low-key does, because he uses the rear view mirror to like check <laughs> yeah. the explosion. Which, from a cinematic perspective, you can't have him looking at the explosion, but it's also kind of unrealistic not to look. You know? Yeah, so they found the perfect look... middle ground of him using a mirror. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was genius. No, no, you cool. go. Okay, okay. So now we're gonna move on to the cons, just Quickly, let's make this half as long as our pros. Um, what didn't we like? I'm gonna take the easy one right off the top. This is my, my main gripe, and at
3: probably most people's. Fat Todd. Fat Todd, oh, God, Todd fat is Todd. one of mine, actually. And that's actually, <laughs> it's <laughs> half of mine, half of my cons, because I only have two cons. Okay, what's your other con, though? You sure he didn't eat the other con? No! <laughs> 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 He's
1: playing that was the mean, beat, I'm too. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I thought he was fine. I like Todd. Yeah, I like Todd. He's he my was favorite great. characters. The, t- the acting was great. It's
0: just I feel like if you're going to come in to make a Breaking Bad, like one of the greatest shows ever, and you're going to come and reprise your role, you can't like lose some weight,
2: dude. That's your whole job.
0: <laughs> I don't know. So I don't. I don't yeah. want to get too. I, I mean,
2: go ahead. Go ahead. T- Todd had. A, t- I just Todd had a very large role. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I like.
0: That he did. Okay, I want. Oh I want to go back over here to Nick's other
3: My, other, con- and it's very small, it's just I wish Wendy the hooker made an appearance. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Wendy, but she ha- is also somewhat part of Jesse's past. And I think it would have been cool if she made a cameo. It would have been cool to maybe see Hugh. Like I said, that's a small price to pay Fat Todd is definitely my biggest gripe. So, oh, wow. um, uh, but it's like you, you said, you know, Fat Todd probably ate the original Todd. So that's <laughs> not <is> that what <laughs> I said. <laughs>
1: it's yeah. like you
0: said. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All
3: right. So uh, before we get more into fat shaming,
1: let's move on.
0: Well, well, uh, Tony Stank, do you have any more cons you want to? throw? Yeah.
2: So, so I have one more. Um, and on my second watch through, I. I don't think the same or as much as I did the first fi- the first time, but I thought that like Jesse's Freedom should have been a battle between like the police slash like the DEA, like they um they introduced, like Hank Schrader's boss, Sack Raimi, Um he's like on the he's on he's doing the newscast, but like I think it would have been cool to have like Jesse outsmart them versus like retconning some new villains that you we've never seen before. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I I didn't know that Neil wasn't in Breaking Bad. I mean, I've seen Breaking Bad, but I, I thought I just, was just somebody I, I forgot about, you know? So yeah. like having him in there, like, for me, I was like, oh, so they're going to have this kind of closure on this whole thing where Jesse's going to get to kill one of the people that Walt missed, right? But uh, apparently that's not exactly how it worked. So uh, I guess for that reason yeah it does feel like a retcon and it makes it feel like it's especially that one scene with the whole duel right it's like it's a very convenient way for Jesse to get all the money right you know? it's just like he's like hey how about you shoot me like it's literally that easy um, yeah so I don't know it, I, I feel like this movie doesn't make sense without the show as context which I feel like is a con because and the reason I say that is because you can't show this to someone to convince them to watch Breaking Bad you know Oh, absolutely you, couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't be like hey Breaking Bad is a great show, uh, but it's really hard to get into. Here's a small snippet. Watch the movie, and if you like that, then you'll like the show. That won't work for that won't work because this movie doesn't work without the context. It really is an epilogue. And I think there's like that's a good thing for, for some people, but it doesn't work as far as a standalone.
0: I agree. As a person who has seen Breaking Bad before, I was able to watch this without doing any homework and I was satisfied with it, but I would not right. recommend it to somebody who's never seen Breaking Bad. Which no. feels obvious, you know, uh, but you know it, it. You know it could have been what it was. You know it could have been like a mini Breaking Bad, but it's not. It's definitely an epilogue. Okay, we're gonna move on to our overall section. Um, we're we're <laughs> gonna talk about the movie more in general. I have a few things that I want to get uh, just you guys' reactions to. Um, one of my like one of the things I thought they did so well was giving us one last like experience with Badger and Skinny.
3: Yeah. Yes. These guys really, Yes.
0: I love these guys, and um, like yes. the way they talk is hilarious. The way dude. they talk to
3: each other is great because, like, they're playing like Skinny Pete's playing video games, and he Badgers just wrecking him. He's like giving him no no chance. He's like, "Dude, you suck at video games. What are you doing?" Dude, your and life? The, the gamer chairs they're sitting in were sick. They're classic So, class so, gamer so I
0: have just questions which I think somebody like you guys with your recent knowledge of Breaking Bad could help answer. So where wh- wh- whose house is that? that? why is that house kind of
2: nice it's skinny pete's house that's Um, definitely skinny pete's house uh, yeah the way that you definitely know it's skinny pete's house is it is decked in star trek stuff the chairs that they're sitting in is star trek stuff
1: it's not necessarily just a gaming captain's chair
3: and he and and he skinny pete in breaking bad does delve into like a star trek like ideal scene with badger so um
0: but was this a result like the fact that they're you know doing well for themselves. They're kind of cleaned up. Is that, That's a result of the show, right? That's a, a result of events in the show?
2: For- yeah, well, they got... So throughout the show, like... Uh, I don't, to throw it back, um, when they're selling, like, meth to the um, AA group, right? Like, mm-hmm. the people who are trying to get clean, they actually get clean. So, like, they, they like, do the whole 12-step cycle or whatever. And, and in that time, they still make money if it's, like, moving meth through Jesse... Uh, and then at the very end, when they make a lot of money through Walt, uh, doing his little like fake sniper thing. So oh, that's
1: like, right. it, it's just the that they, they,
2: right. They've put themselves in a position where like, I feel like that their, their hands were removed from the breaking bad. Yeah. Um,
0: well, it's like one of those things where it's one of the few characters where they actually, their lives like massively improved by being involved. The yeah. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, one of my favorite things is, like, the way that Badger uses the word church.
4: Shower make you feel a whole lot better. Truth be told, you look like you're hurting for one. Church.
1: No offense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So I love that a lot. I personally enjoyed that, like, just, just, Jesse got to say... Have his final moments with these dudes th- who were his homies. Yes. Um, with the uh, with, you know also including combo and in that may he rest in peace. Um, but but having badger and, and skinny Pete have their final goodbyes. Having skinny Pete say to Jesse like, oh you know man you're my hero. Like mm-hmm. th- that was touching to me. And I, and I'm I am also happy that they had to have. <laughs> so okay, so that
0: scene and we'll we'll actually play the audio from that scene right here. So.
4: You're skinny. Why are you doing all this,
0: dude? You're my hero and shit. So why why does he say that specifically?
3: I think it's because Skinny P I I honestly think out of all of Jesse's friends, out of the the three, Skinny P is the one that like wants to be hard and like a gangster and i think he sees that jesse has been through a lot but he also just he respects the man and and he's still like let alone that he still just loves his friend and i feel like you know when i the way i look at some of my closest friends is that same kind of way i feel like skinny pete that's just one of his best buds and he just looks up to
0: him yeah so it's like really expressing that friendship or is there something specific that jesse did for Skinny Pete that makes him feel that way. I, I'm just looking back to the show.
2: I think I think that that at the very beginning of the show, these dudes were like simple meth peddlers, right? And uh, and then eventually, or like throughout the change of the show, Jesse becomes like one of these kingpins. And I think that that like Nick was saying, it's it's that respect that Skinny Pete has. He's like like my guy who like we were on the street together. Uh, like, he used to add chili powder to his meth. Um, <laughs> like, this this guy has, like, gone through all this shit, and he's, like, he became a millionaire, like, and then he was, like, throwing away his money. Like, he, he's just, like, I think he sees him as, like, overall good, like, as, as a person. Um, yeah. Well, I mean. Especially after being through so much shit.
1: I think that's a big thing for this movie like a big theme is like as much as it is kind of i mean it's totally screwed up what jesse went through and everything and all the stuff that you see him relive through the flashbacks it really kind of is a feel-good closure movie for for jesse and having him interact with his friends and have them you know express some sort of like final goodbye in that by by helping him escape is like really cathartic not just for the audience but for for uh you know jesse's character i think so yeah, I, I I think that that's a big theme that carries through. Go ahead. Dave. I think
3: it's really poetic um, that in the process of of getting Jesse, you know, out of sight with the cops, he gets back. Uh, Skinny Pete chooses Badger to take his car or, or Skinny's car, but he has is the one that has to walk like miles back.
0: Oh, uh, well, he's hitchhiking.
3: He's hitchhiking, but but <laughs> Badger has done that like two different times in the show itself.
0: Yeah, Where, now,
3: and it was so. <laughs> that's that's what I love seeing about these guys was because
0: they're such. They they were such clowns at, at such. You know, back in like this whole thing we talk about with Breaking Bad is the way that the characters develop and change from who they were. These guys were such like inept clowns to begin with and now they're in a position where jesse doesn't know what to do and they come through for him instantly he's like you know give me your give me the keys to your Fierro, bradger you drive the t-bird towards me like you're not going to mexico right you know like drive towards mexico hide it but don't hide it too well like it, he's like <laughs> he's on top of it and it was really cool to see skinny at the, the last time we see him is this really competent like outlaw you know True. and something that he idolizes jesse for he he's kind of developed a, as well
2: Church, uh, church, dude. One, th- yeah, <laughs> one thing, one thing. I'd like to like throw in there. I don't know if this is actually true or not. It's just more of a theory. Uh, I wonder if like Walt really did think everything through, and he told Skinny Pete and Badger oh. that, "Hey, this is going to happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna kill all these dudes. I'm gonna free Jesse, and he's gonna have to escape. And you guys need to help him just to do this."
1: Dang. I I I actually don't like that theory. I think no, that wow. I I'm sorry to shoot you down but Walt Mastermind the whole, did another big a, little, a whole another big theory a big uh, theme in this movie is Jesse becoming his own person. Yes. And doing everything on his own. Yes. It's so tempting for a movie like this for them to retcon like have people come back to life or like Say, oh! I, turns out I wasn't dead. I was just faking it, or whatever. You know, that's an opportunity that they that they didn't take, which I'm super glad they didn't. Yeah, can
0: you imagine? i to have, oh, sorry, go sorry,
1: Can you imagine? Go ahead. Well, I was
0: gonna say, like, can you imagine if the last scene when Jesse's driving into Alaska, you just hear like from the backseat, Jesse, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's like, yes, and I was snuck. I mean, in. Like, ne- yeah, they like, they start think, the meth think, trade
0: in Alaska. That's the. I next think
1: thing. having, <laughs> God, I just can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> that's right. So that's the thing is like walt tries to control his uh, jesse the entire show he's always trying to control him and at the very end the very last thing he does is give him the choice to kill him or not and jesse chooses not to and that's like that's a big pivotal moment um and this movie carries that through to show that jesse is his own person who can make his own decisions um and, and come out on top still
3: he definitely um walt at, at least I, I i know i think anthony's I like Anthony's theory. I don't think it is what happened, but I think it's a wholesome. It makes me... like that is something that is Walt esque. But I think they Walt, the most. The most Walt esque is what Vince Gilligan chose to do, and just make yeah. I gave him the decision to kill yeah Walt well, or and also just just he was like I have to at least make sure Jesse's free. And that's yeah. what he essentially that is what he did for sure.
0: Well, yeah. And also, I mean, Skinny Pete and Badger are, are pretty surprised to see Jesse when he shows up. So yes. it, it definitely leads us to believe that maybe this wasn't planned. Um, but another thing I wanted to bring up was um, the Jack being activated because I actually didn't know what LoJack was. Do you guys know what LoJack is?
1: Yeah, I still don't know what it I is. don't know
0: what LoJack is. It's well, go ahead, Joey. Since you're since you know what LoJack is,
1: I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know it's some sort of like tracking system that you can install in your car so the police can like track it. It's that, like a GPS. Yes, that's basically, basically
0: what It's It's the only like car retrieval system that is connected with uh, the with law enforcement. So basically, you're like letting the feds know where you are all the time. So that's that.
1: that well, Any time cr- they check, basically.
0: Well, sure, but as soon as they turn it on, yeah. So and right. like, it's already on your car. So that the El Camino had that. So I wasn't sure what LoJack was, but I looked it up. That's why um, Joe, the magnets guy, couldn't take uh, magnets the car guy. away.
1: <laughs> the magnets guy. Okay, but here's a question: Why would Todd, known murderer and criminal, meth dealer, have a LoJack on his car?
0: That's a good question. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it that like was, standard, well, it wasn't Todd, standard? It wasn't standard was issue was for
1: Camino. Fat Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a standard you, issue for wait, Caminos? Did
0: you hear? Did you hear you know what name? he say? He said
1: it it's, it's taught. not Todd.
3: It's Fat Todd. <laughs> you need it's to let a, this it, go. It's
1: a different character. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, no, I think, I'm, I'm ashamed I brought this up. No, that's a good
0: question. Okay, because you look at it two ways. You could look at it as he's a guy who breaks the law a lot and messes with people who break the law, so he might expect his car to get stolen. Like, that could be a thing where he's like, you can't steal my car because the feds will get you, right? But at the same time, if you're breaking the law all the time, you wouldn't want to have a thing attached to your vehicle that the feds can, like, track you with. Yeah. So... I don't know exactly how LoJack works. If it's totally your choice, or if the cops can like, oh, it's not on. It's totally on. Like, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe like it's a scenario where he didn't know that he had it. Or uh, I like to think that Todd is not a like mastermind by any means. So like he is not smart enough to recognize that he should get rid of this thing or to even look for it
0: okay yeah maybe it, yeah maybe he didn't even know about it Could um, be an oversight, Yeah. but yeah we don't want to get too focused in on, on the low jack um actually one thing i meant to ask you guys before we got started on the overall but uh netflix does this for a lot of shows they offer a recap before you watch uh, something like this i watched the recap and that was basically the extent of my own homework did you guys watch the recap are experts
2: I I definitely watched it. I want to watch it again. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was really it was a really good recap.
0: I'm sorry. Okay, so Nick is giving me an absolutely flabbergasted look here. Nick, what's going on? So I'm curious.
3: They made a recap they for did? the yeah. You can skip it. Oh, that's interesting because I saw El Camino right when it dropped at two thirty in the morning they did not <laughs> have a recap when it first oh, dropped wow. so this is absolutely news to me wow that's and i absolutely am interested in watching this recap
0: okay because i suspected that maybe you guys hadn't watched it because you guys they would show a recap and you're like the gall like they insult me to think that i would need a recap <laughs> um, but it, I, I thought it did a good job especially because it, it kind of as I remember it, it kind of focused on things that were going to be involved in this movie because obviously there's too much Breaking Bad to properly recap. You just have to watch the whole show again. I actually, before rewatching El Camino, I watched some like 15 minute like, season recaps. Still not long enough. Like you have to watch the whole freaking show again if you really want to the, remember it.
2: I've, I felt like the recap did a good job. Like I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Um, I do this for Game of Thrones a lot and I've uh, and then I've been doing it for breaking bad but I'll go on YouTube and like people will make these like really like these really great edits of like whatever character or like their like arc or whatever and it starts from the beginning it goes all the way to the end and it's great it's like tied together um, with music right yes oh yeah it's it's fantastic it always gives it always gives me goosebumps but uh, I felt like that the recap, that Netflix did was just as good, if not better, okay, uh, than, than ones that I've seen. It was, it was cut really well because it had a lot of, it had all the pivotal moments, uh, both Walt and Jesse.
0: So speaking of editing, um, let's talk about cinematography a little bit. One of the things that I thought they did well in this show that we'll all remember, or sorry, from the movie, but we'll all remember from the show were the time lapses. Yeah, I love the way those look. I, they're those such a good. Great. Not yeah. only are they a useful way to tell the story, to say, "Hey, look, it's the next day," or you know, it's it, the, you know the time has progressed, but it also the just looks amazing.
1: Oh yeah, especially that one they have in this one, right? With uh, with Jesse searching Todd's apartment and seeing like all yes. like how much time he spent in there looking for stuff. <laughs> yes, so cool.
0: Oh, such a memorable shot was the bird's eye view of the entire apartment Hell, yeah. with like twelve Jesses all simultaneously furiously
3: tearing this place apart. So, yeah. um, Ben, I know this is something I've been and you, Anthony, this is something I definitely bug you guys about. Um, is watching Better Call Saul. Um. Seeing Jesse do that is a straight up Better Call Saul reference. Oh, wow. With another character that is also in the Breaking Bad universe because you guys have not seen this, and because I also want the audience to watch Breaking Bad, but they should also watch the spin off show Better Call Saul, which follows. Um, Saul and Mike, who's also in Breaking, he's in here El show, Camino also. He's in El Camino. He's in the very beginning, and I wish Saul made a cameo. But yeah, were like you it, surprised you, they didn't have a Saul cameo in this? You get you get to see enough of Saul in Better Call Saul, and and in seeing Jesse, like after he's experienced what he's experienced, he knows how to be a criminal and how yeah. to search things now, which is. You see, like I said, you, you see a, a character from the Breaking Bad universe do this in okay. Better Call Saul. So it's a reference to Better it, Call it, Saul. It, to me, it's just the parallels. It's the same kind of parallels, and I, it's it's just the way Vince Gilligan should have done it, and I think it's it's perfect.
2: Nick, I like to th- I like to think that it's not necessarily a Better Call Saul reference, as it is just a Vince Gilligan staple. Yeah, uh, his time lapses have been that like scenes like that are, are in Breaking Bad as well, uh, like when. Um, whenever they're like making meth, right? Oh, yeah. like there's, yes. It's always just like in fast action, especially towards the end when the show isn't necessarily that much about making meth anymore. It's about like the whole empire of it. But um, again, just cinematography, Vince Gilligan
0: yes Boner. oh yeah he's he's amazing it's it's part of what makes bringing bats not only such an amazing drama but it's also so well shot it's just beautiful um and it, it takes place in such a unique environment where like some of my favorite ones were like the night sky shots or like the desert shots because that's not something i usually see you know um obviously i also don't see meth get manufactured very much but it's just a <laughs> beautiful thing to look at and the, the way it's shot is so amazing the other cinematography type thing that really blew me away in this movie was the seamless the seamless flashbacks where we would transition from present day El Camino to flashbacks of during the events of Breaking Bad where th- you wouldn't even notice until a few things happen to be like, oh, I'm no longer in the present. I'm in the past. A couple examples of this. I mean, this one isn't seamless, but the where he's t- taking a shower and then he's like the water is on his back and then suddenly he's being blasted. He's a slave again. He's being blasted by uh, the, the neo-Nazi guys the part where he sneaks into the apartment in present day and you see his nosy neighbor coming down the hallway he looks through the peephole and then now you're seeing Todd and that nosy neighbor talking oh my god we're in the past and yeah. Jesse is watching through the peephole again yeah that
1: was really cool it's really really cool it was beautiful I, that's what like that's what how flashbacks should work they should be memories You know, like you come to a similar place, you have a memory of that event and it's just as vivid as if you were there, you know, showing stuff in like black and white to show that it's like in the past is such a cheap way (laughs) and like to like, like kind of insult your audience in a way. It's like, oh, are you paying attention at all? Like, are you even awake? Like you don't need that. You can, you can treat your audience with respect and have it shot in, in beautiful color.
0: It's like Jesse enters the apartment and he's like when was the last time I looked through this peephole? And you hear like the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the freaking...
1: The uh, wavy harp. yeah
2: The harp. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: Um, another, just one last seamless flashback that I thought was great was when they start discussing the encyclopedias and Jesse opens up the book, the one that the cleaning lady found, and it takes him right back to the present where he's opening the encyclopedias and he's like, oh, it's not here. And that's when the search really begins. Um, so,
3: again, a, amazing cinematography. Vince Gilligan, uh, always fun to watch. One thing about the cinematography that I, I specifically, you were talking about the time la- lapse. Um, I, I love the scenery of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I liked um, <laughs> just any any of the, especially the flashbacks of Jesse and Todd in the desert. That those p- parts of the movie were very monumental to me, just because it 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 made me it took me back to Breaking Bad. It's very it, Breaking Bad. It's back. so Breaking Bad, and and, and it's so Vince Gilligan esque, and 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 but it is yeah, it's very Breaking Bad, and it makes me happy as a fan. And what I cared about going into El Camino was just seeing what happens to Jesse, flashbacks or not. I was like, that will be a bonus. And They had a good bit of flashbacks, but the flashbacks were like necessary. So oh, yeah. it, it totally like it It, it was a game-changer honestly seeing the amount of flashbacks and the way they used it Yeah, to build yeah the and, story and just going back to the
0: desert like it's so breaking bad to go like to go into the desert with somebody else and do
3: Some illegal stuff, you know and see Jesse with it's a, a buried with the body, shovel yeah. and whatnot When they were promoting this and they would have trailers and whatnot I'd see I saw this like clip of Jesse with a shovel and I was like, what is he is he trying to find money? what, what, what is, is this lad digging? doing? Is, is this breaking bad treasure island? Like is <laughs> like, <laughs> Muppet Treasure Dead breaking Man tell no, Dead right.
0: tell no Tale. Dead housemaid tell no tale. Okay. I, I, I want to move on a little bit further to the uh, the fake cop scene. Um, and this was this was an interesting one for me because I was totally fooled. I thought those guys were cops. Yeah. The first time I watched it. Well, so is Jesse. Yes. But then the second time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, it's so obvious that they're not cops. It is so." They don't so- have business cards. They don't have business right? cards. They
1: talk super weird. And- they like when they come in, they're like, "Oh, like." This is like they're they're just like oh someone else has already been here you know like they don't there's no like communication between the police officers.
0: Immediately when one of them calls the other one lieutenant, he pulls his gun out and he's like, okay something's up. Why is he calling me lieutenant? You know, so <laughs> like he doesn't say that explicitly, but they're it's it's so obvious and I think that it was masterfully done uh, to set that scene up that way because there's no cheating like there's like he I feel like I was fooled but. I, I it was masterfully
3: done. I had every chance to see through the the ruse, and I still couldn't. But that's just Vince Gilligan for you, because he does like he did that with Breaking Bad, with the season four, uh, like the last moment in season four, um, right, where it
1: tw- where it turns everything
3: around. Where it right. turns everything around, and I I feel like that's that's just Vince Gilligan like fooling his audience, you know, once again. And I think like for me, I I. As soon as they weren't using handcuffs, as I was like, okay, what are these dudes? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The <laughs> lieutenant thing still was like they could be. He could be because uh, I don't know if they're like partners. I was like they could like know each other's names, and he could be like he he could just refer to him as name. But the fact they call him lieutenant. The it the Yeah
1: Could be like a uh, Could be a cop Going into And also anything. the fact that
3: the cops Came there yesterday Yeah you know? And like They
0: walked in and they were like Wow they tore this place apart They didn't know to the extent Which Because the cops had been there And it wasn't destroyed the way it was I'm pretty sure real cops Would have been like Okay What happened here You know Yeah <laughs> So it was just <laughs> So obvious And and I So I, It's like one of those things Where I love to be fooled It's like watching a magic trick You're just like Oh my gosh Vince Gilligan Like Bravo <laughs> yeah, done it again bravo you know i i was just i i love that
2: yeah i like don't get me wrong i i loved the scene but i maybe it was because i was just like freshly off the dome of the breaking bad universe that i like as soon as soon as they opened the door and the nosy neighbor was like where not the cops already here you know like <laughs> after after he said that i was like oh yeah these guys are bad guys they're not <laughs> these are not cops um, if
0: they if we could have had um you know, more deaths in this movie, I would have been okay with the resident of Unit 11 getting shot. He was super annoying.
1: <laughs> oh so, my God. He, was, <laughs> he was just a he was kindly old man. You know?
3: Kindly? He was pretty nosy, if you ask he me. He was a very nosy old <laughs> But you know what? I, I, well, this I, known
1: guy, a known criminal just comes
3: up and people are, you know, police are. Canvassing the area. Don't you want to be helpful? Mind your business. You you want to get the tea, don't you? (laughs) I think he's a textbook old man. I think he 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 reacts the way any old man. And also, don't say that. Now it sounds like I want all old men to get shot. I don't. That's what you said. That's uh, what you said. But I think well, the reason I say that because this dude like he doesn't have anything like you know this dude doesn't have anything exciting going on. Like that his neighbor like was a complete criminal. He just found this like. I, if I were him, I'd also want to be like, if you need it, if you need anything, like, let me know, because okay, I wouldn't want to be trying to figure I, it I'm out. Getting, yeah, I, but
1: like, that, that's what's so great about this whole thing is that he feels like a, a, a real person. And then one of the most tense moments in the show, in the in the movie, is when he's just watering the plants, walking toward the door. And you're like, is Jesse going to make it in? Is Jesse going to make it in? And he's like slowly opening the door. That was a great scene. Ta- I'm taping, taping that things. I'm like... It's just masterful. It's like, And that's what I'm talking about, like low stakes situation where you're like, I can totally relate to this situation where Jesse's trying to get away from this thing and all he's hiding from is a guy watering his plants. Like,
0: uh, it's just,
1: it's just really, really good. I'm
0: going to attempt to save face here a little bit. Okay. I know that that old guy who's in unit 11 served in Vietnam, which I totally respect. I just thought (laughs) you also want him to die. I, well, yeah, I just thought he was a little bit annoying. Okay. We're going to move forward. Okay. We're going to move forward. (laughs) Um, going back to his parents place. Jesse decides once he finds out he needs 1800 bucks, he decides he's going to return to his parents place. And I from my perspective it almost seemed like he was going to like do his family dirty and steal the 1800 from them, but it turns out he's just going to steal the guns. The problem is the cops are everywhere. How does he get in there without the cops seeing him?
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't know how like the house isn't like bugged either, right? Like you would think that, the, especially when the parents leave, they're like, okay, what suspicious activity is going to go on in this house?
0: Well, um, the fact that they know Jesse's on the run, yeah, makes me think that they would do everything in their power.
1: Yeah, weren't they monitoring the phone call line or something? What about those two guys who're sitting in the car outside of the house? Were they cops? They were but cops, but they were, they just were cops. Chilling. But I, I think Jesse. But they they
2: can't see the back door. <laughs>
0: yeah, like yeah. There's well, like if Jesse comes back, he'll definitely only use the front door.
3: Well. I think what it is is I think it just goes back to Jesse being very experienced, hanging out with Walt and Mike, um, and and knowing how they avoid these situations. Um, so he's like, Jesse, Jesse. I, I use think, the back door. Or, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has had you know enough experience that he knows how to how to move swiftly a- around the cops. I think he. At least, and and the thing and I, is, I agree with you. I just don't. I wasn't convinced that
0: he did a good enough job to avoid detection. To get into a house that the cops are
3: literally definitely monitoring. should be. Yeah,
1: monitoring. I mean that that's all, That's totally skated over. That could have been a really tense scene of him like sneaking into the house and everything. But it's just like, oh, he got in, and you're like, he's gonna steal the money. No, he steals the guns. Like that. That was like the whole point of that thing. So.
2: Do you guys yeah. think that he went there knowing that there were guns or he went there like he went into the safe expecting money and found them? I think he, he, looked, was he went straight
3: guns. for the guns. He knew so it, I'm thinking
1: yeah. that's
2: what he went
3: for. I think he wasn't expecting two guns, though. Seeing the the small, the, the mini one was what had me baffled. I was like, oh, there's two
0: of them. Well, he'd obviously been inside that safe before yeah. because he tried his own birthday first and it didn't work, which was another like his parents have moved on, like Jake is their only son now. Um, also <laughs> in that scene, you see him when he's walking through the kitchen, the faucet is is dripping and he shuts it off, which is I think pretty obvious symbolism where he's like, This is it. Like I'm finally gonna end my parents' suffering with me. Like I'm finally going to end that part of their life where their vigilante son is on the loose and they're on the news and they and they have to deal with that. That. he's like i will make this right. Re- like, it's not making it right but it says is i'm going to shut the dripping faucet off and i'm going to remove myself from the i'm going to remove this
2: problem exactly yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. so I, I thought that that was kind of nice
2: there's also another uh like another scene like that too in the house where this is more of a stretch but when he's like he's like walking to go upstairs and there's a scene where it's like the camera is looking down on him looking up um to to go upstairs he walks over the the crawl space uh, which is which is famously wow. known for Walter White like going down into uh, and essentially where he comes out and becomes Heisenberg but Jesse like doesn't go into the crawl space and he like goes upstairs you wow. know, like, wow. I, I was Walter. hoping
3: that Anthony um, did you take your socks that. off um, am I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm getting hot in
1: here. Yeah, it is a little <laughs> hot in here. No, no, this is a very normal co- podcasting
0: problem. Is we whenever
1: an Anthony makes a good point, Nick starts to just robe. Hi. Uh, <laughs> why, like, like, why, why are you looking like, wow, at me like this? So like, Strip El Camino. Uh.
0: (laughs) No, that's hilarious. It is hot in here. We have to. We I turn off the AC when I'm recording a podcast because obviously don't want to pick up the sound. Um, But no, that see this is why we bring the experts onto the podcast because I didn't even notice that. Like Um, it it felt like the reason we went back to the house was for like a symbolic gesture, right? We wanted to bring, we want to set up that final scene um, with something powerful, right? So uh, it felt like it was necessary but i don't know if they earned it it felt like jesse just kind of got to come and go as he pleased in a situation where that wasn't the case
1: yeah but like again this movie is like a feel-good movie for jesse you know like everything's gonna everything is gonna work out it's gonna be a happy ending because he's the only one that really deserves it you know he has he's the, been the moral center of the show um and he's always kind of been like stuck on his or not stuck on but like true to his values um and it's the like one of the big tragedies of the show is that he gets done so dirty, um, and to have him like have some sort of redemption is I feel like is earned, even if it takes a little bit of liberties to get there. Well said.
0: Well, either way, it sets up the the resolution of the problem of the 1800 that Jesse needs to get, which is the final standoff. And uh, even though, like, the second time I watched it, I was like, okay, can the strippers hurry up? You know, this, that, that part felt a little bit more... Um,
1: Has delivery services gone too far? <laughs> this is like, you know, stripper Uber, basically. It totally was stripper Uber. <laughs> this is Grubhub, but you can the
3: stripper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Oh my gosh!
0: Uh, but but it leads up to the reason. I, like one of the reasons I feel like this movie gets to be like a neo-western uh, because we get a classic standoff,
1: classic duel. between Neil yeah.
0: and Jesse. And my question for you guys is: Was this corny or was this epic?
1: Okay, how do duels work? Like, I, I general, I'm genuinely asking.
3: Like, how does I mean like, you just back in first? the day, you did the whole like ten paces thing or whatever. Yeah, actually, um, there's
0: a um song from Hamilton that goes yeah,
3: into yeah. detail. Yeah. It talks about the rules of the duel. The um, ten dual commandments. But uh I I think it was I think it was semi-epic because Well, hold on. on. Let's answer Joey's question first. How do duels work? Here's
0: how I here's how
3: I see duels
0: working. You each brandish your weapon. You expose it so that both of you can see that you have one. Then you position your hand close but not touching. Close but not touching. Okay.
1: But here's the thing: if you cheat, you win. Right.
0: Right, but it's sure. yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, like, I think there's like this this air of <laughs> there's honor. no like
1: oh redo please like <laughs> you, you shot false me too start, early. False start. <laughs> Ten <laughs> yards. Flag on the play.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um It. D- that's the thing. I, I guess that's my question. Is, like, is I understand it
1: cor- the cinematic purposes of a a duel, but like I just uh, I, anytime you see one, it's just like how like <laughs> why don't you just shoot them? Why don't you just shoot them?
3: Why you well, okay. So, Nick, you were saying it's semi-epic. I believe it's semi-epic because I don't. I definitely don't think it's corny. At least, um, I think it. It was, you know, it was cinematic, you know, at best. It definitely, you know, was nice. You know, this guy Neil, who is definitely introduced in the movie, um, he definitely is throughout the movie. He is like pushing Jesse's buttons honestly he really is
0: well he's one of these guys these guys that ex- these characters that exist in the criminal underworld where he's he enjoys meeting other badasses really i think does. that he's interested in Jesse because here's the thing once you've got Jesse on the floor you can choke him out and kill him you know you can, you don't have to let him take a third of your money But he realized who Jesse was. I'm sure he's heard of him before also. I mean, he knew him, but also I'm sure he's heard of what Jesse has done. You know, he's like Walter White's guy. Maybe not. I mean, Walter White was kind of like a one-man show. But but, still, he knows that Jesse is a badass. And he enjoyed the last time that they, they, you know, met wits. They battled. And so I think it is somewhat realistic for him to for Jesse to realize that and
3: to take full advantage to be like oh he's gonna want to try to at least have a somewhat fair fight. He definitely has at least heard of Jesse prior to even meeting him because um, I mean yeah he's he's Heisenberg's boy, but he definitely he, even Jesse had that street cred even though at like at one point it was. Uh, the whole ATM crushing the head thing. Jesse had that credit at first. So I had no doubt that this dude also, since he's already part of the criminal world, he had definitely heard of Jesse. Well, I mean, when he met Jesse,
0: when Jesse was a slave, which was after the ATM thing, he didn't like know who he was necessarily, but it may be just because he didn't recognize him. He was, he was looking pretty rough.
2: That's true. I, I think that that was like the first time he met or have heard of Jesse because he was just like, I have no idea who this is. Like, Why am I doing... And like, he's just being villainous and just being the welding guy seeing that this dude's a slave and just like yeah i'll help i'll help you other bad guys you know if you pay me right right right.
0: yeah it's like i know that the stuff the thing i'm building for you is literally meant to like hold this slave down so i'm like pretty pretty uh fine with doing immoral things um but (laughs) but i think i guess the justification for the standoff like it makes sense even though you could argue it's like it, there, he's trying to do a fair fight it's not a fair fight it's a 22 versus a 45 you know like it's uh like it,
2: I, well it's not a fair fight because jesse has two guns well, it, right which
0: is goes back to <laughs> joey's point which is the way you win at duels is by cheating <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a good twist though because i was because when he first grabbed the gun i'm like why not just take both you know two guns better than one gun and then he did and he had it in his pocket the whole time pretty clever uh but yeah i mean like Neil's pretty dumb for letting this happen. You know, all his friends are like, hey, this guy just comes in with a gun and is demanding money from us. And uh, he's like, how about you let him shoot me? Like, that seems like a good plan.
3: The thing to remember is, not only are the the other dudes high on coke but so is neil neil is just and he's just being cocky he's just being a, a coke head and he's like you know what i'm want to be a cheeky boy and try this duel with this with this guy who i like think could be a fun challenge i think i could take him um
2: well he he also had him in a in a situation like because if they weren't in the apartment complex where he would have to also kill witnesses he would have killed jesse and just taken all the money but it's now he's got him in a situation where he could fucking kill him and no one, no one would bat an eye. Right. You know, and, and he would get all of his money because his car's parked. the Yeah. Street. And I mean, Jesse so.
0: made that clear. Oh man, they should have just given him 1800. <laughs> he, he gave him a chance. <laughs> he really did. He gave him a chance. And okay. But here's the thing. It was epic. I thought it was fully epic. What like, t- um, you know, epic out of 10. Not epic. Okay. Um, until <laughs> until the other guy brandishes his firearm his gun. and pulls a pulp fiction and misses Jesse every single time from like 6 inches away.
2: Yeah, he, he misses so bad that Jesse while shooting him with the 22 realized that it's so ineffective, he throws it away, Basically, picks up the duty just killed's gun <laughs> and then yeah. sh- and then starts shooting at him and then Jesse misses
0: him. a bunch of times too, which I guess for the sake of the cinematic experience is to let us Enjoy the suspense for as long as possible, but I feel like it went on too long. I, I would have preferred the other guy to like grab his gun and be like, oops, you know, and Jesse turn and just bullseye him right quick or something badass like that. Yeah. Which still would have been badass. But in this case, it just took me out of the realism and it, it made me feel like, okay, plot armor, uh, you know, plus 100 health for Jesse because obviously there, none of those bullets were going to hit him.
1: <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's weird because like Breaking Bad it does a lot to focus on the violence and how messy violence is and, and murdering people is it, like, it, it really lingers on like how you kill people um, to like really hammer home, just how violent you know people can be. Um, and to really hammer home, like everyone's transition throughout the show. So to have this like moment where like, like you said, they're pulp fictioning it uh, where like, there's almost no consequence um, is, uh, I don't know. It's, it's not really, it's not what you come to expect from this show. So,
0: I, I, I felt like that was a hiccup. In an otherwise very quality movie, this, to me, felt like it missed the mark. That one part. Yeah. Not the whole standoff, just the part
3: where the he part kills where, the other guy. Yeah. Well, if he had, you know, he got six shots, so. I feel like if he wanted to respect the death of his friend Neil, he wouldn't have done that. Because Neil wanted the draw, and he's telling you, he's like, why you do this? And he he's literally going to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Oh, it's yeah. Like, let me do this thing, yeah.
2: He he also has that scene where, like, he, he's, like, telling him to shut up. And then he, like, does the thing where, like, bad guy stands over the, like, weaker yeah. guy. But to me, that felt so, like, corny or, like, like off. Because, like, the guy didn't really, like, cower in fear as much as, going I, like, thought he was I gonna feel kiss like him. he was just, like... Yeah, it, like, and he just, like, <laughs> it looked like he felt incredibly awkward. And he just, like, had this weird look on his face. He was just like... You know, (laughs) I I know you guys
0: are breaking bad experts. I don't know if you're the effects of cocaine experts. I'm definitely not. And I'm wondering if maybe to him, he was like, oh, this is badass. Like, I'm totally intimidating this guy right now. I think that's exactly what it was. His coked out brain, maybe he thought this was like really epic. And then to everyone else, you're like, what are you, you, is he going to kiss him? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh. So,
0: okay, so. Obviously after that we had the really badass explosion which I thought was super cool from Jesse I almost I, reminiscent of somebody else we know from this show I well it just makes me Fat Todd. <laughs> the, way, <laughs> yeah, the, the way that pl- that place exploded was just how like Todd's waistline totally exploded. Uh, <laughs> wow. See, I'm
3: not making these jokes anymore. But it blew his belt went, right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the thing. We're not making fun. You guys We're are not shameless. making fun of uh, anyone else's weight yeah. except for the guy who plays Todd. Because come on, dude. He was not. Yeah. Reprise
3: your role. Reprise your role. Fair enough. And also, like, okay, that that this is a part. That I really want to discuss is that explosion part, because I believe this movie. Like I said, this movie was Jesse's Felina, and just like Walt, just wrecked these dudes with a freaking machine gun in his in a car. Like he planted in the bet in the Walter White way. Jesse got a got his way at the end. In I, I feel like the Jesse post. Season five, like I feel like this is exactly what the explosion. You know, him looking at the rearview mirror, and and killing that one guy, but also letting the other guys go, but taking their wallets and be like, "I know where you live. If any of you come after me, I'm coming after each and every goddamn one of you." Yes. I think that was so badass, and and so that part to me was very epic. And I, like I said, I think it was it was Jesse's version of Felina. I think he definitely got yes. It he felt very.
0: It felt Walter White. Like that's a very Walter White thing to do. Is to make yourself appear much lo- much larger than you are. Like to be, a, to, well, Jesse has no intention of tracking these guys down and killing them. But because he wants to appear like this amazing drug or uh, like you know kingpin, big boss man, he's like I I will kill you. you
1: um,
3: I thought it was just self-defense. Well, it's funny that you say that those words because it's it, it's definitely a parallel to Breaking Bad. The Walter White actually describes Jesse as a blowfish in season two, where he appears frightening and whatnot, but it's <laughs> it's just an act. And he, and he's and Walt, Walt is bas- This is when uh, the the crack whore you know, kills the guy with the ATM machine, but everyone thinks it's Jesse. Right. And so he used that to his advantage, but like it, it's, that's ever since then, Jesse's also just run with that, that use the fear. Right. To, to as your advantage.
1: Just like the Batman.
3: Yes. Just, just like, the, like the Is Jesse confirmed Batman? <laughs> a <buffish> man. <laughs> is it not Robert Pattinson, but it's definitely Aaron Paul. I don't know. He's a pretty good actor, but okay. Um, do we have any more thoughts on that last scene
0: before we move on?
3: I don't have on, on, on that scene, but I wanted to talk about something that Anthony had talked about earlier. I just want to say one thing that parallel about the crawl split space at Jesse's parents' house. I just never got to make okay. a point on that. It's, I, I'm glad Anthony was able to make that reference because he and I watched that episode. That was Anthony's first time, and I watched it with him. And so iconic I'm glad episode. that Very the iconic. other guest on this podcast. It's also, you know, still seeing Breaking Bad in that parallel.
2: Yeah, this is just a little sidebar, but Crawl Space, in my opinion, is it's my favorite like episode of television. Hands down. Really? Yeah, it's so good. Every every scene is amazing. Wow.
0: That's high praise. Crawl
3: Space is a good one.
0: And this is, I, yeah, I just more credit to our experts because they bring not only the expertise but the appreciation um, for what
3: is considered to be, by many, the greatest television show of all time. On that note, um, I believe Ozymandias is my favorite episode of I don't know about okay. television but probably Breaking Bad is Ozymandias which is
0: uh, which for us small-brained Breaking Bad fans who so for, don't know all the episode so names So
3: Ozymandias is actually the episode where spoiler alert Han- <laughs> Hank dies Okay it's the it's the one ah, where Walt loses everything and it is shot so very well and I'm I'm telling you for those who have seen Breaking Bad I urge you guys of, of affable chat, Joey and Ben go ahead and watch crawl space and Ozymandias and, and, Just enjoy cinematic gold. Oh
0: yeah, no, and I want to be clear. Joey and I have both seen those episodes before, of course. But
3: but I say rewatch and
0: also, if you're an hour into this episode and you haven't seen Breaking Bad yet, like, (laughs) dang,
1: you know, like wow, you talk about slow burn. Talk
0: about being a huge Apple (laughs) Chat fan. You're like, I don't even care. I I, I just want to hear them talk. Um, Okay, before we're gonna get we're get we're getting to our Easter egg section in just a moment. But one last thing I want to talk about is. The end, the way this ends, is Jesse escaping to Alaska. He gets out. He successfully escapes, which is kind of amazing, especially because we've seen how hard that is to pull off throughout the whole show. It's been this idea. The vacuum service has been this running idea throughout the show, but I mean, do we see anyone else successfully escape?
3: Yeah, Walt Walt does. And so and so so does does, so
1: does Saul. So does Saul Goodman. The
3: the vacuum service works really well, apparently. So Walt escapes, um, but also so does uh, Saul. And uh, this is another reason why I urge people to also watch Better Call Saul, because every first episode of each season is black and white. The first scene, and it's it it sees what happens to Saul. It's his new Ah, identity. Nice and. I keep urging people to watch this show. I know, and it is—it goes further and further. So you are seeing more of future Breaking Bad world. Yes, and well, that's the thing. Like this is—if
0: you—if the quality of this is a testament to the quality of the Breaking Bad universe outside of the actual five-season show. So, yeah, it's just another reason to watch Better Call Saul. But I I guess um, what I what I want to get to with this actual escape is that that last shot of Jesse driving away. Uh, because it's the exact same angle as him, like driving away and screaming from the, his escape from captivity. But now he's a different Jesse.
1: He's wearing he, a turtleneck now. He's definitely he he's is. wearing a turtleneck. He's, turtleneck. he's well. He's We're definitely
3: sharp. he's in a place where a turtleneck is like is. Comfortable and and, and 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 just stylish. It's what, what you would wear. it's it's what you would wear in Alaska. I feel like okay, that's I a great wear, point. I would um, wear a turtle like in Alaska, and also <laughs> I, I feel like he's, just, he's, he's. Are you Jesse? I definitely am Jesse. Um, he genuinely does. At that moment, is free. He's free in the beginning, but he's not free yet. He's got he's got just a little bit more. Um, and it and this movie shows that, and then at the end. We, it, it's his new identity, and I also love when he's preparing. He's you know he's giving him the keys for his new ride and whatnot. He's also asking, "What's what's your father's la- second to last job? What's your mother's maiden name? Yeah, your date of birth. What, what is your social security? And what is it backwards?" He's
0: really got a new life, but for me, it was just. Um, you guys ever heard the, the concept of like eye bleach? Where after you look at something that's so horrible that you want to unsee, you get to look at a different image and that's supposed to help cleanse your 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 mind's memory of whatever yeah, it was, yeah. you know. This happens a lot on the internet yeah. when you get tricked into seeing something truly terrible. For me, I wanted some eye bleach for like the last time we saw Jesse. Because at the end of Breaking Bad, he escapes and it is a powerful moment of him like screaming with his liberation, but he's been through hell. Yeah. This they get they give you a chance to you know erase that memory and replace it with this new one from the same angle the same person same, he's the same thing in a vehicle but this time he's headed towards a more hopeful future and I I think that's I think that's beautiful and it was a great way the great final shot for this movie
3: oh yeah I agree
2: I I think this is a good time to plug um, one of the quotes that I have that's not part of this movie it's actually from Breaking Bad um, and it's when. It's, it's after uh, Hank beats up Jesse uh, in his house because they like got away and, um, and he's in the hospital and he's talking to Walt. And he says,
4: Ever since I met you, everything I have ever cared about is gone, ruined, turned to shit, dead ever since I hooked up with the great Heisenberg. I have never been more alone. I have nothing, no one, all right, it's all gone. Get it.
2: Like from that moment, like, I feel like Jesse's always felt alone and now he's actually physically alone. He's like the only person in like in Alaska is is,
1: like, with his new identity. <laughs> Welcome to Alaska, population one. Yeah. Population Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> wow. Population criminals uh, using the vacuum service.
3: That's a great quote. I, that's, again, Breaking Bad experts over here. That is definitely um, an iconic, and, and th- it sheds light on to, because that only, Jesse tells him that in season three. That's when Hank beats him up and, and he tells Walt this, and that's just halfway through the 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 series so definitely seeing that final shot of el camino it definitely sheds more light and definitely makes you more hopeful that this man his future is going to look up and now that he has everything he needs set for him he's has a new identity and a new life and a new place it it He's got, he's As a fan, it, it has, he has another chance, and it makes me happy, because Jesse is my favorite character in Breaking Bad. I mean, I love Walt, but I also hate him, because he's he's such a conniving bastard, but but Jesse, <laughs> Jesse is, is you know, he, he tries to be thug, and he, he wants to make money, but that's like, it, it honestly is what, originally what Walt wanted, like, he... Stay, uh, remains, and he he doesn't like ch- you know children getting involved in this. He doesn't want to hurt any family. And even in El Camino, when he he like points his gun at the the fake cops, he he originally thinks his real cops. He's like, I'm not a ki- cop killer. You be cool, and I'll be cool. Like he just wants his freedom. And yeah, by golly, he's got it at again. The end going back to
0: what Joey said, it's the feel good aspect of this movie. For sure. once, it actually goes right. Yeah. and we get to see a happier yeah. ending okay uh that's going to conclude our overall section i want to move into easter eggs and this is where our ex you guys expertise is really going to shine through because there were, were definitely easter eggs in this film because they they knew that the breaking bad heads or what do you guys call yourself baking bad fans uh Walt, uh, Walt Heads. Breaking I, Batters. I, I,
2: I, see, I don't think I have Like an official title. I just respect the Breaking bad Okay. Breaking, I, yes. um,
3: don't have an official title either, breaking but, fans. but because it's a show about cooking meth, you, you could just say the meth? arbitrary meth heads. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Meth
1: heads? Uh, no. How about no?
0: So we had Not a couple of meth heads on the podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. They're experts, actually. Talked about their experience with oh, yeah. yeah. meth. They said they're the biggest meth heads. Uh, anyways, so uh, Tony stink you got anything any interesting did you did you see any easter eggs in this
2: so there's there's some in todd's apartment um like after jesse like ransacks it uh in his room there's a vamonos pest jacket like like (gasps) right at the front oh i missed that oh oh, yes yeah so that that one's cool well, then, for, for, um, okay, wait, um, wait, wait,
0: wait. for the for, for those who don't remember, what was what is Vomino's pest?
2: Um, uh, Vomino's pest is uh, Nick Caridy's fantasy football team name, but also <laughs> <That> <laughs> um, it, it's it's also the like essentially it's it's Walt's meth business that he like creates. Um, well, it's it was something. It's how it's a. It's like a debug company. Like a like company. a fake business, right? Yeah, right. But but they go in and fake they like fumigation debug your house. Business. Yeah, fumigation, thank you. Um, it's a fumigation business that goes in and they like debug your house. But Walt and Jesse would go in and they would cook meth uh, inside the fumigate, fumigated houses.
0: And yeah, so
1: if you got your house fumigated in Albuquerque, then there's a chance there was meth cooked in there. That's it. right,
0: <laughs> and it was a huge part of the way they continued their meth business. So it's it's super cool to have like such a subtle um, Easter egg of that because I watched it twice I didn't even see that.
2: Yeah, there's <laughs> and there's also another one um, when the cops or the the the, the fake cops are there, um, and one of the guys he's like he's like dude's got a tarantula, and then he like picks up. Uh, A snow globe, and in the snow globe, instead of like snow inside of it, it's rose petals, and uh, on it is like a lady sitting on a teacup, which is an obvious reference to Lydia because Todd, like, had an affiliation with Lydia in season five.
0: So Lydia is one of their like global supply chain people, right? Lydia
2: works. She's the uh, like the distribution plug that Gus used. And then after, obviously after Gus death, Walt eventually used. And that's how they made most of their money because uh, they would sell the meth in uh, like the Czech Republic.
3: Nice. Oh, wow my easter egg was also the uh, the snow globe because i i remember um near the end of the season you know todd definitely ha- had the the heart eyes for miss lydia and and <laughs> see, seeing that snow globe was was perfect having her sitting on the teacup because she always loved having tea with stevia um and, and damn so stevia. the damn stevia dude I <laughs> will never have stevia never trust it I work it. at Starbucks and I we have stevia and I still have never had it okay so this leads me
0: to an easter egg that I am not super 100% on but I'm pretty sure when Jesse is in the his car pulling up to the apartment he's listening to a national news report kind of like an off brand NPR about a Houston woman dying of poisoning at the hands of Walter White
3: yeah that's Lydia that's Lydia right it is definitely
0: Lydia. So that's another little, you know, sp- sprinkle a little Easter egg in right
3: there.
1: Okay, I got I got one. I got a question. Uh the letter at the very end. It's addressed to
3: what? Brock Cantillo. Brock Cantillo.
1: Uh yeah, Brock Cantillo. Who is who is that? So Brock is, is, that kid?
3: is um the kid who Walt poisons is also um I forgot. Whose who kid name. is he? I forgot the the girl's name. Whose kid is he? Uh but it's, Anthony you got her Where's name? I think I think Jesse. her name is
2: like Maria It's Maria
3: or something, or like something. That. but she is is an ex-girlfriend of Jesse's and and he it's a, essentially what Jesse like could have had like his own family cuz it, it's her son mm-hmm. and he's like ooh, like 8 um, f- 6 or he's 7. A kid, yeah. He's a he's a young kid and
1: uh But that's also the reason he's cute. he's like that's the that's the, the ransom or whatever that Todd holds yeah The black man.
3: Yeah. And, well, he he tells him that, you know, he's like, if you try to escape, you know, I'm going to have to go and visit that little, that kid. Right. And, I mean, just one afternoon, like, being
0: visited by Fat Todd, like, would traumatize that kid for life. So, like, obviously Jesse can't let that happen.
2: Well, they, <laughs> right, because they've also proven that they're, like, they're willing to murder this kid because, one, Todd has done that already. he, yeah, he shot kid. that kid. And, yeah. And uh, and Todd
3: shot um, Maria the uh,
2: girl. Mar- yeah, Maria. Or
3: he's like he's like uh, just know uh, This isn't personal, and he kills her as Jesse watches from the car, tied up and gagged. And and that is easily one of the hardest you know scenes for me to watch in the Breaking Bad show because it still just gets to me because Jesse's already been through so much, and this is during the time that he's being tortured and 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 held slave to cook meth. Like, right.
1: You guys like yeah, keep hating on Fat Todd, but I love Jesse Plemons. Ch- Ple- P- Jesse, Jesse Plumens. Plumens he's is He's such great. a good actor, oh,
3: and he's such a good Jesse Todd Plumens too. Jesse Plemons is great, and <laughs> Todd is great. We're just saying we don't like Fat Todd. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're coming back to do a Breaking Bad movie, I agree with Ben. If you're coming back to do a Breaking Bad movie, reprise your role and don't be the fat version of your OG. If you're gonna be like, maybe make your original character fat. There's a different. Yeah. yeah, actually,
2: dude. There's tons of Todd to love in this movie. Yes, okay.
3: no, I, okay, yeah. No, Joey,
0: Joey, Joey, you do make a good point. There's Todd. tons we, of Todd. Do we, we even? You guys are we've so. We've been mean. trashing Todd to this point. Yeah. I think he's great. He's great. He's great oh. in the show, and he's great in the movie. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously, his, our
3: biggest gripe is the inconsistency that he's fat, but like, it's still he's still golden. really good in this. Movie. And and honestly, one of my favorite scenes is the scene where Jesse finds the gun in the glove compartment. Oh yeah. And and Todd's like. I'll take that off your I'll hands. Talk some down. I'll talk. Take that off your hands, yes. Jesse. And,
0: and actually, that scene is a good example. It gives me more reason to watch Better Call Saul because one of the reasons I tell myself I'm not watching Better Call Saul because I'm like, well, I know that they survive because it's a prequel, so nothing's going to happen to them, you know. So why even watch, you know? But you can still create amazing drama even when there's technically plot armor and this is an example of that you knew jesse doesn't oh, yeah. shoot him you knew jesse doesn't escape
3: there's there's but still you, there's still yeah.
0: but you want him to moment.
1: i was screaming yeah. at my tv yeah. there's yeah, shoot but, him jesse there's still um, so much I, what, I,
2: what i like what i like of of that scene in, in particular is like i feel like what could be thought of is, is that like jesse is getting the reek treatment where he's like bound to 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 Todd, yeah, re- that's, uh,
0: reference to uh, Game of Thrones.
2: Reference to Game of Thrones, but uh, that's not the case. Uh, Jesse has the perfect opportunity to escape. Right, he has his gun. He could kill Todd, bury him in the desert, and leave and and get away. But it would cost Brock's life because then Jack would get back and he would go and kill Brock.
3: Yes, and I think so Jesse, Jesse like, chooses that.
2: Brock's life over his own freedom. I right.
3: think Jesse realized that. And and you know you're right and and. Even though you know what happens in Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul really, really expands on the universe. And there there are certain scenes in Breaking Bad that are oddly references to what happens in Better Call Saul. And some of them have not even happened. Some, some of them, as a Better Call Saul, I've seen everything up to date that's aired of Better Call Saul. And I'm still like... How does this connect with oh, that? There's okay. so much. Ah, okay. So
0: I don't want to get lost in Better Call Saul. because we're already talking yeah. about a different Breaking Bad spin-off. Yes. But I, this is just <sighs> another. There's more reason to to explore another amazing part of the Breaking Bad universe. Do we have any
3: other fu- uh, cool Easter eggs? Um. So this one is my is my is probably like the one that I know is like th- an Easter egg that I don't know if anyone else noticed but and it is An Apple my, Chat exclusive and it is it is, <laughs> conf, it is for sure my favorite scene in the entire El Camino movie it is the Walt flashback and um it's it, it's just something i feel like it, they needed to put on there and and the the easter egg of it is the cl- like i was able to tell this by the clothes they're wearing that scene takes place after they have cooked a whole bunch of meth in season two when they were they got stuck out there for like three or four days oh yeah when the, the, when, won't when, start, and the and when 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 uh, the, when start because jesse put it in the ignition and he's like the buzzer wouldn't buzz and and they were stuck out there and they like they called badger to save them but he took a wrong road and so say <laughs> he's out in the middle of, the, of nowhere too and so <laughs> but they finally you know they finally get the the rv oh, working sorry. and whatnot um and, uh, th- but they finally, they go to a hotel cause they, they are still out of town. So they, they stay at a hotel and uh, because I, the reason I was able to put two and two together, I went ahead and rewatched a little bit of season two and I saw that episode where they're out for a few days when he's dropping him or quote unquote dropping him out of the airport where Skyler picks him up. They're wearing what they're wearing in the ah. diner and I, it, it blows wow. me away. Cause I, I went back to watch that I was like, I'm pretty sure. Because also, Walt asks him, How long will it take to sell this batch? He's talking about the massive amount of meth. And Jesse goes, Six months, probably more. And he's like, Is there no one else you know? He's like, Yeah, someone with a $1.4 million lying around. I don't think I know anyone like, like that rich. <laughs> i don't know any scar faces around that here. is good that is so good. that's a good that is a cool easter egg i think is is something that i, I wanted to share Full chat exclusive uh, an,
2: <laughs> another like low-key easter egg which i don't know if this is actually an easter egg but i like kind of pulled this one out is uh when he's like he's he finds the vacuum re- like the vacuum repair guy and he's like i'm 96 percent sure that you're, you're the guy. guy that's the purity level that jesse's meth <sighs> was
3: damn <laughs> dang, that is that's awesome so, you got dang, an audible gasp bro. from me and nick <laughs> even i yeah dude i'm you definitely chose the right the the right guests i feel like because even anthony is so on par with his easter yes end. he's thinking what i'm thinking <laughs> yes but he's also saying stuff that i didn't think
0: of oh it's, my god it's gosh. why we had to have you you guys on because this show has that kind of depth. you guys are the bonafide Yes, uh, so yeah that's that's amazing okay I'm, I think we're ready to move on we're going to now focus on two of the songs that were in this movie and the first one is free like I it was one of my favorite scenes just one of my favorite sequences was when Todd is driving into the desert after they got the corpse into the back of the, the El Camino uh, and we hear the beginning of this song
4: Girl, would you like someone new to talk to? Oh yeah, alright. I'm feeling kinda lonely too. If you don't mind, can I sit down here beside you? Oh yeah, alright. If I seem to come on too strong, I hope that you will understand. I say these things cause I'd like to know if you're as lonely as I am and if you'd mind sharing the night together, oh, yeah. Sharing the night
0: together,
4: oh,
0: yeah. Sharing this song, night. this was such a, I, I love the sequence. It, it's um, one of the things that I think Breaking Bad does such a good job of is making us kind of see bad guys in a different light where someone who's just so savage and and so heartless, um, kind of still looks like a normal person. You know, he's still in love. He still identifies with a love song that many of us might identify with. And he's doing what a lot of people do singing while he's driving. His hand is out the window. He's literally going to bury someone. He in cold blood murdered because they found his drug money. And he's just Doing it like he's on his way to the ice cream shop, singing a nice little song, just enjoying the ride. Even looking for, like, hey, can I get a little a horn from the truck guy? No, you know what? I don't
1: even care. That's fine. I'm having a good day. It, yeah. How, well, that's the thing. Todd is the associate. You know, he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't like care for other people. Other people are like uh, like how they feel or anything. Killing people is just a tool he has in his toolkit. Um, he doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. I think that even more powerful moment is when she's rolled up in the rug and he's stepping over her to make soup. (laughs) Like (laughs) it's, you know, he doesn't care at all. And, and like, you know, Jesse Stannard horrified that this is even a thing that has to happen. And, yeah, and, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, when he's rolling her up, he's like, oh, don't forget, I have the this belt. belt here. And he puts the belt on. Oh, my
0: gosh. And you can tell. Yeah, at like, least he doesn't care. He at doesn't, least.
1: He just doesn't see people as, like, things that, like, he didn't see life as something worth, like, Yes, and
0: it, and it helps us to see Jesse as more of a human also. Because Jesse reacts just, just look, like I reacted just like, in that what moment. the
3: heck? Did, yeah, no. Yeah. Jesse reacts the way I... And he's like, Jesus, Todd. He's just like, Jesus, Todd, what, what did you do? But yeah, I, I also... Not cringe, but also... Like just what the fuck at him getting his belt back? That yeah. scene killed me. But and then I I
2: love I love the scene like before that though when he gets to his apartment because he pulls he up pulls his, his, his pants. pants up? Yeah, they, that's a very oh. like uh, noticeable shot where he like has to adjust himself. Um, nice, but go, yeah. but
0: going back to the song like and then. Vince Gilligan defies our expectations again because we're, you know, the camera shows only half of the uh, the car th- throughout this whole sequence, then it pans over to the left and there's no one in the passenger seat and you're like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He makes Jesse ride like lower in the passenger seat." And then it cuts to the back and Jesse's laying down parallel to the corpse carpet. <laughs> which is just so gr- like terrible. It, just, so terrible. it continue Jesse's just like, slave life, life continues to be uh, Atrocious.
3: Well, seeing Todd, you know, I'm sorry, Fat Todd, sing um, in you know while driving his car. It just reminds me of when Walt is driving in season three and he's singing uh, a horse with no name. He's just cruising and singing that, and then he gets stopped by a cop. But it, it just, it reminds, It's that okay. same kind yeah. of. It's Tarantino, Vince, Sosh, Vince Gill- It's definitely Vince Gilligan, but it's Tarantino esque, <laughs> where it's some psychopath, like murder dude, mm-hmm. just being casual. Okay, and you're right. It is Tarantino
0: esque. Yeah. It's kind of like in Reservoir Dogs with a stuck in the middle with you sequence, where yes. this psychopath right. is dancing to this fun song.
2: Yeah, Nick, I actually think instead of, like, Walt driving and, like, singing music, uh, a more representative scene is in season five, and it's after they, like, <gasps> like a- a- assetized that kid, and yes. then they're making meth in- inside one of the fumigated houses. And Walt's houses, whistling, and, right? And Walt is whistling, and he's just, like, whistling a happy tune after, like, having to do something that horrifying.
3: He's doing something in that moment. Yeah, he's he's in that moment, like like dissolving... i I know it wasn't in that moment but he's still he's not only was is he like whistling he's whistling cheerfully if you if you well, were to go back to that scene you can hear him like vocally whistling and, Well, yeah. Well, and it's, jesse, it's
2: jesse sorry uh Jesse like in that in that scene he's like struggling to even cope with what they just did you know like they've like had to ascetize uh some people before but never a kid you know and came, yeah. um And for Walt, it was just like another
1: day at the job, you know?
2: So I, I love that
1: making meth and killing people. That's, that's yeah, the and, rules.
0: and not being the least bit disturbed by some of the terrible things you have to do um, at times. Jesse and Walt definitely have to cope with that throughout the show. But like once they get to this level where it's like it's just part of the job, you know. I'm gonna listen to my music while I'm doing it, <laughs> um, and I, and so I really like that. Also, I know this makes me seem like a psychopath, but I've been listening to this song
3: so much since it's, I saw it. It's El a good Camino. song. It definitely you know it, you know. The, the song wasn't was made before yeah, yeah. T- Fat Todd killed his h- housekeeper. That's so. true,
0: and and the uh, it this does feel a little bit like a lot of people's criticism for Breaking Bad or at least the fans of Breaking Bad they're like they like Walter White for the wrong reasons you know it's the same reason people criticize the Joker movie they're like they like the the anti-hero for the wrong reasons they like him because he's a bad person they want to emulate him just because I'm listening to this song I just want to be clear is I don't want to emulate Fat Todd okay (laughs) I'm not going to eat the beans and bacon oh. soup. <laughs> you're, not gonna get your, you're, you're not gonna get your ice cream and then get your belt uh, back. And I don't own a world set of encyclopedia. Okay, moving on to the next song. Uh this one actually plays at the very end of the movie.
4: 3 a.m. I'm awakened by sweet summer rain. Distant howling early passing. Southbound. There's someone just lying here beside me in this bed, and my hearing things are in the next room. Did a long forgotten music box just start playing?
1: I really like the song. It really, like, really like uh, sends off the movie in a really good way. Um, and I listened to it the whole way through. I listened to it while the credits were playing, even though I was, like, done with the movie. Um, just because I really liked that song so much. And, it, and I don't know, it just felt, like, so appropriate. Especially with the way that the season five ended with that, what's that, uh, Blue Sky song or um, something? Uh, Baby Blue. My
3: Baby Blue, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, like, a really iconic stuff. So it really brought me back to that.
0: Tony, it looked like you had something to say.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say you should you
2: should plug those songs at least (laughs) to to my phone so I can uh, so so I can have them.
0: You're right. You're right. We'll put them in the description.
2: But because I went through a um, like because I went I did my Breaking Bad binge. I remember when Nick like when we watched the end of season four and then season five uh, to show my appreciation to Nick, I like made a a playlist. playlist of like all these songs that i felt like captivated breaking bad but nick i need to tell you that i i scrapped all of that and i and i started from scratch i created a new one and it's more condensed
3: i um um, you've inspired i have not done that like made a playlist but i you inspired me to come up with one myself and i definitely once it's finished i want to send it to you and get your opinion on it because my my friends send them
0: our way so we can share them with our listeners Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. All right. So I'll check the description.
0: We'll, we'll have it in there, um, so you can enjoy some more Breaking Bad songs because great, like, along with great cinematography, I feel like Breaking Bad has a great soundtrack and great selection for songs like this. Okay. So now we're ready to do our quotable moments, and we'll get started with this one right here.
4: Start fresh.
0: One could put
4: things right. No. Sorry, kid. That's the one thing you can never do.
2: Like one thing that Breaking Bad has always been about is choices. Yes. And how a lot of those choices are finite. <laughs> There's no going back. Um, and you see it. You see it mostly through Walt, but through Jesse too. Um, and he'll never be able to make amends for the things that he's done, even though he, at the end of the movie, he sends Brock. A letter it's not it's just going to be a letter to brock you know it might explain things but it's certainly not going to do the things that he truly wants it to do it's not
0: going to unscrew up brock's life (laughs) it's not going to bring his mom right yeah Yeah. so yeah no that's a good point and that's part of the that's like the appropriate way to interpret these anti-heroes is that they do truly mess things up as cool as they are and as intriguing of a story they are the, the their
3: choices are destructive and there's no undoing that. If I was going to be any character in Breaking Bad, it's either Badgie, Badger or Skinny Badgie. Pete.
1: <laughs> Badgie,
3: and, Badgie and Skinny Badge. Dude. Uh, yeah. Badger Skinner. or Skinny Pete. Because Skinner they both and, definitely got out. It's like what you said earlier. They definitely got out in the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Skinny Pete, uh, he's
2: actually my next quote as well, if you want yeah, me to go transition ahead. into that. Um, he says... Uh, and this is where I, it's like, uh, this This is my favorite Skinny Pete quote. He's like, My stuff's going to fit you like a tee, yo. Not like if you had to borrow it from Sasquatch over here.
4: Can't help it that I'm
2: sized for love. Yeah, you go love all the giraffes you want, bitch. Me and Jesse are sticking with the ladies. Like cla- classic, classic Skinny Pete. Um... And, and like him and Badger just riff raffing, but the, him just being like, "You go love all the trash you want, bitch." It's just so funny. <laughs>
0: uh, like
1: very classic.
0: Oh yeah, no, it's they provided some good laughs for this movie, which is otherwise pretty dramatic. Um, they really did. Yeah,
1: and it was it was nice to have that send off with them.
0: It's plus we got to hear Badger say "church," which I still is my favorite thing that comes out church. of his mouth. Dude,
3: it, it inspires <laughs> me, to say, Because ch- ch- church, it's it's such a.
0: I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard one to pull off. You think so? Yeah, I think it would be church. I think it'd be hard to pull off outside of like a Breaking Bad like inside joke group.
3: I, fair enough. Church, but it, uh, it's also <laughs> I think it's so good, dude. I think because it's just still so so you know ch- church the you know the idea of church is such a hometown thing, and uh-huh. they're such hometown boys. They are. They're ghetto hometown boys, but they're they're still hometown boys. Like that's church yo like that's just classic it may be a breaking <laughs> math thing but it's also just the scree you know it's just the streets, man. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to get Ch- that I'm I- gonna try
0: to put in my conversation
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna start- put in my I'm <laughs> definitely gonna start plug church. it that's, that is so great and, and I'm gonna see if I can get away with it like
0: at, at work they're gonna be like alright and we're gonna have to file those reports by Friday you, you think you can handle that Benjamin that's church yo church yo <laughs> All right, all right. That's uh, that's enough comedy. Let's move on to our next quote. Look, these people—they
4: have kept me in a concrete hole. Look, I don't even know what money that is. They made me watch when they when they shot someone. If you believe that you can pull on people's heartstrings, you should take your chances with the police. From where
2: I sit, you made your own luck, as did your former partner. As did your lawyer. Um, and that's going back to like how I started my quotes is that, again, the show is just hounding the whole you've made choices and you have to live with those choices.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesse, he had me going for a second. I was like, yeah, Jesse's been through it, man. He's been a slave. This is like, I feel bad for him. But it's like, wait a minute. This guy voluntarily entered the meth trade. So, like, it's yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you, he's you like, made your own luck.
2: Yeah. He's, he's definitely done some evil shit too. Like he's killed, killed innocent people. Yeah. Um, like knowingly been a part about like, you know, shady shit. So
0: yeah, no, I agree. Oh yeah. All right. Now, uh, I think this next quote is pretty soon after that, right?
2: Yeah. So this is, uh, so Jesse won't leave. Uh, and, uh, I, I think his name is Ed, the, the, the vacuum, guy. the vacuum guy. Um, And he's called the cops (laughs) and, uh, and so he like does the whole spiel and he hangs up and Jesse's about to leave. He turns around. He's like, you are so full of crap.
4: You didn't call anybody just now. You faked it. And you want to know how I know you got as much to lose as I do more way more when your cops get here and they bust me first question they're gonna ask is what am I doing here trying to hand over a hefty bag full of cash to a dude runs a vacuum cleaner store what comes out then huh (sighs) oh and you uh want to know what else is bullshit you know like word to the wise next time you try to pull this shit on someone you don't just hang up on a 911 call they won't let you because the lady or dude or whoever is like, stay in the line with me, sir. Stay in the line until the officers arrive. And if you did hang up, they'd call you back immediately. But hey, guess what? Seriously, yo, pathetic. Wow, you love
2: that response time. While Jesse is right to call him out on his bullshit, that that dude is fucking good at what he does. He's gotten away. You've seen that he's gotten away with it with Saul. He's gotten away with the Walt. He's not gonna get some some cops show up at his door and fucking bust him for his uh getting people out of town charade.
0: Yeah, no, I I loved this bit too, cause I was convinced I've never called 911. So everything Jesse said, I was like, oh, is that how it is? I, I feel
3: like that I've heard of that. Like I've definitely heard of like the stay on the line with me. See, I, I feel like Jesse definitely knows his his stuff. I feel like it was. I
1: feel like he got all this information from it, TV. It was
3: fair for him to to play his cards like that. I think it was. I, I definitely enjoyed that whole that I do oh, it was that a whole great sh- like tirade from Aaron Paul there. It's but like, I also love that, you know the the dude's not a a, a dick for for like refusing. he's like no, you. It's like you were saying he's made choices that he's got to live with and he's like no my rate is the rate the money that you gave me is previously owed so you owe what you owe and Jesse, uh, at the end of the day he respects that and or like you know is going to follow that so he's like i'm going to get you your money he calls him later on uh, after he, he's avoid the cops that he just called on him
0: yeah well and I mean, he avoids the cops, but with a lot of help from the vacuum cleaner guy, who provides an excellent description of somebody else, <laughs> some guy who doesn't exist. Six, six five, six, six. Uh, tattoo of... Interesting tattoo uh, of an insect above his, his left eyebrow. Eye. Like, <laughs> I liked it. He, I thought um, that guy did a really good job um, in his re- reprisal of his role. He looked exactly like he used to look, so...
2: <laughs> yeah, uh,
0: you guys are so
1: mean.
2: Did you guys? Well, do you guys know? Like, rest in peace, Ed. Yes, because uh, he passed away. He did pass away, right? About a oh, week really ago. guy. Oh my Yeah, gosh. he passed away. Oh, really? But, like literally. Like I think it was the day of or the day after El Camino's release. Yeah, it was like that's the last. Oh, Aaron about in. it on
3: Instagram, saying like, you know, how much he he even loved watching him in in Jackie Brown and whatnot. He's uh, ro- I forgot what it was Robert, Forrester's.
1: Robert For- Forrester. Robert w-
3: Forrester. what is it again?
1: Robert Forrester. Robert Forrester. Or
3: Forrester. Okay. Oh, I was right on the right on the nail there. Oh, just about. Uh, but Aaron Paul like shouted him out and was like, "I'm I'm glad that you were able to be part of this last chapter of Breaking Bad, um, or like part of this character story. I'm glad yeah. you got to. He's have, so important. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was fantastic. I'm glad he, he definitely
2: he just, plays a necessary role. That is a necessary. Oh, yeah. role for sure.
3: All right. I think Nick has our next quote. Her family is going to get every dime they got coming to him. Mr. White. No matter how long it takes. Something to keep in mind is it's season two, Jesse. Season two, Jesse, and Walt. Walt, it, you know, he he stood up to, to Tuco, uh, but he's not full Heisenberg yet. He hasn't watched Jane Over- overdose. Even uh, Brian Cranston in that scene, he was saying that that is when... He believes Walt becomes his his journey of actually being Heisenberg, and so in this moment, just you know, it's all about just Walt's cancer. You, I mean, in the scene, he's coughing, his lungs out and whatnot, and Jesse's like, "No matter what, no matter how long it takes, your family's gonna get their money." And I just, it it, it was just sentimental getting, seeing what this first part of this journey of the Breaking Bad journey was like, cause it, Walt literally at first was just doing this to protect his family. And then, I mean, character development, big time for everyone, including Walt. Um, but I, I just like it, I'm nostalgic to it. And also, um, I, I just think it was a, it, it's something that season two, Jesse has definitely said or made clear to, to Walt before that. He's like, I'm going to make sure even after you're gone, your money will be given to your family.
1: Right. Well, this is the. I mean, this is the the height of their relationship in a way. You know, this is where they, uh, this is where they're both on good terms with each other, and they haven't turned on each other yet. Uh, which is like you know, it's like a happy memory of Walter in a in a bit in a big way.
0: Yeah, and it's. I mean, it just shows the changing. Of their motivations like especially Walt's where back then even though Walt puts up a front like it's he's doing it for family by the end we realize he did it for himself uh, but back then I think it genuinely that is the turning point from where it was genuinely about providing for his family to doing something special
3: to being special to being Heisenberg um,
1: which do you, have, do you have another
3: quote for that kind of, yeah w- that, that kind of helps me trans transition into my my probably my most important quote and it actually comes from that same scene um, at the end of it, the very end of that scene, Walt, like, looks at the art, or he just looks off, and he goes,
4: You're really lucky,
3: you
4: know I mean? You didn't have to wait your whole life to do something
3: special. The thing about this quote is, I, I think Walt hasn't... It's fair that he has insecurities, especially—that's why season one and season two are important, especially—season but I, season one more so, because Walt goes to that party with his pregnant wife Skylar with his old business partners um, who were— um, Grey Matter? Grey Matter. Grey Matter Technologies, and they have so much money. They're so, so successful— and you find more out more about this in season five when he tells Jesse about that story and he's like, I, he sold this share for like a couple thousand bucks. It was like so much less than what it's worth at the, the time it is at that point. And um, I think Walt just has a lot of insecurities. And it's unfortunate that he does because Jesse and honestly everyone around him, even Hank says he's like the smartest dude he knows. You know, Walt is a talented and smart and just a genius guy. Uh, Unfortunately, he himself, you know, doesn't feel, you know, success. He doesn't have anything that he can look upon. Right. He doesn't have anything tangible to show that he is this brilliant guy. And that's why, like, he definitely – that's what – Causes him to start this journey to Heisenberg and and which is it's the whole thing with the anti-hero um with that you 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 sympathize with him, but you also um th- There's always a line to that you draw with this and uh, you know, it's the main character Walter White, right? But also like near the end of the series uh, so many fans also say oh, I, I hate what this man what this man has become uh what heisenberg is a monster he's a monster he's a a conniving bastard yes i went on my on my rewatch
2: um of season five um all of walt's scenes like when he's like heisenberg he's genuinely terrifying yes like if you were in the same room with this man it you would be so scared uh compared to what he was at the beginning where he's like you know a teacher. Yeah. yeah, he's just like literally a teacher. A teacher,
3: a, a goofball, like just a, 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 a goofball. family dad. That's what Walt is. Walt, he doesn't know anything about drug. He literally is doing this to save his family, and he's just, he's, I love when he's holding the gun in the pilot episode that hang, he's like, hey, try it out, and he, he's like, yeah, it's like uh, Mr. Ro- uh it's like a Scarface with a glass of milk or something like that, It's or it's something like that. He He, he describes yeah. My- him very... Not so gangster. At the end of the show, he—I agree—he is so terrified. He—he. Um, he, I remember in the start of season five, Saul is like, "I don't want to do anything with you anymore. I'm done." <laughs> Walt just walks up straight in his face and goes, "We're done when I say we're done." It's not even Walt. It, that is—it's just Heisenberg. That's who he has become. And he's the one who not. There are two totally different. Um, you know, spectrums on this one character. And it's funny that I actually did a, um, a few, like a year or two ago, um, in one of my English classes, I did a thesis or like a presentation on Breaking Bad, and it was basically it was a it was a, for public speaking. It wasn't English. It was public speaking, and it was convincing people to watch Breaking Bad. And the, the, nice. What, <laughs> yeah. Something you have a lot of practice in. Well, one thing <laughs> I used to really it was the the main thing I used to tell I used a clip from season one, and it was so perfect because I used it to describe what happens with Walt and his his character development Let's into into Heisenberg. And he uses it's, it's in season one when he's talking about an isomer of this one element. Um, or this one chemical, where it's it's a good medicine, but if you it's for a pregnant one, but if you give it like the the left handed the opposite isomer of that chemical, her like the baby will be born with horrible birth defects. It's just interesting seeing it's the same L, uh, same chemical but different you know, but opposite different paths it can go down. So it, it's yeah. that's how why Breaking Bad to me is also one of, is one of the best shows because it. The parallels, even the symbolistic like that, um, it, it's it tells so much about the story so early on, which is why, you know, oh, yeah. you first – it's kind of like when you watch The Office for the first time. I mean like just, <laughs> just just like you don't know anything about this show and you're like, oh, why – you're like – you're kind of like, why am I watching this? But you re- then you finish the show and you go back to watching that s- season – um seeing Breaking Bad has you know at least 10 times has made me come go back to season one and and still been like no dude still worth it like I remember thinking season one was boring and it's fair but now that I've seen all the way through or at least seen after season three I think at that point I'm like you're sold to go back to season one and think it's gold it really is well
2: yeah knowing like Nick I really want to harp on that because knowing what happens knowing like knowing the end you can you can derive a lot of stuff like little details in things like yes. um, uh, you can really drive it like uh, into into like all the like these things that turn Walt into what he becomes and turns Jesse into what he becomes I mean and that's the very identity of Breaking Bad right is that it's the it, just like chemistry it's the uh, the the study of change yes right and that's like that's and that is what Walt is all about Gosh. is he changes from uh, <laughs> from, from Walter White to Heisenberg. It's so cool.
0: It's just one of those things where, because TV shows like this aren't completely planned from the beginning, right? They start out and they're like, "We got to make a show that'll stay afloat, so we can make another season, and then we got to make another season." Bazinga! And then yes, bazinga, exactly. But this show feels like they were able to have the best of both worlds, where they were able to tell a story that was compelling enough to stay on TV, but also take their time and like let it, you know, uh, what's the ferment and become this amazing thing that
3: by the end you look back at where you started and you say holy cow we've come so far and, they, and, and, and a lot of stuff you're like they were playing this from the beginning it makes me think of uh, the season 5 opener when they shot, just just let me just take a second. You guys are such an encyclopedia of Breaking Bad. You guys are like, oh,
0: this reminds me of like season three, episode six, like forty-four minutes in. Walt does this. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. But keep you going, well, I was just gonna
3: say that few, like like they jumped they they do a, a fast forward, and you see Walt, and he it's like it's the finale version of Walt. He's at he has hair, but. He looks like he's a homeless man. You don't know what's going on. And he opens this truck. There's a freaking machine gun inside. Oh, yeah. And I remember seeing it was one of those other YouTube behind the scenes. is when they were finishing that last season. Vince Gilligan was being interviewed. He was like, Yeah, when we shot that or when we wrote that, we didn't know where we were going to go with that. I was like, <laughs> I, I, As a fan, I'm like, Are you sure? Because you guys made it yeah. work so perfectly.
0: Uh, it's amazing. So um, it really is something special. You know, um, so I, I love it. That's gonna conclude our quote section. <laughs> believe it or not, uh, we have even more. Joey, I believe you know what time <laughs> it is.
2: It is time for us to go a little deeper. deeper, deeper. So before Jesse goes into the uh, into his Western shootout scene, he's sitting outside of Candy Welding, and he he lets a cockroach like crawl on his hand, and he's like inspecting it, and then he like lets it go. Um, there's a scene with Hank and I can't remember if this is season one or season two. Again, encyclopedias here. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, so Hank tells, um, d- tells Walter Jr. that what do you do when you see like a cockroach come out from under the fridge? You step on it. Uh, and then it, in, in that same vein, cause that was like right after he killed Tuco, um, and he was having his, like, PTSD thing, but he was, like, you know, on the outside, he was showing how big, buff, manly man he is. Um, and then also, right around that time, uh, Jesse is with Skinny Pete, and it's when he's getting the information about, like, the crackhead people who stole from them. There's a cockroach on the ground that Jesse lets crawl on his hand, and he lets it go back then. Ah. And Skinny Pete steps on it, and he kills it. Um, so Jesse, ha- I feel like has always had this mentality of like that life is sacred. Um, yes. And he's of of all the characters, while he's experienced a lot of change, that core fundamental value has always been there. While everyone else's has has essentially they all broke right. Like they something about them is completely different. Like at their core, uh, Skyler changes, Hank changes, Marie changes, Walt changes, but Jesse doesn't change. Wow. Yes, I like that a lot which yeah. is that, that,
3: and that is in it's own way why Jesse's my favorite ca- character because that, that is something I've always seen because I also went back to that scene seeing because he does it in El Camino he has the, yeah. the cockroach and I, it immediately made me think of that scene where he meets Skinny Pete on that you know corner side and Skinny Pete steps on the Jesse definitely is like life is is chair, you know that's why he doesn't even want kids to get involved he just he, he definitely thinks life is precious now, that's fantastic, Anthony. I love that. And it's,
0: you know, I'm sure we could spend the next two hours talking about El Camino. We and breaking probably bad. could. Um, yeah. But we're going to drop, bring this thing to a close now. Um, and as we do on every episode of Apple Chat, we're going to deliver our ratings. Um, and like we do, uh, just in case uh, you guys aren't super familiar, we don't do like a you know, out of ten, or you know, uh, f- out of five, or anything like that. We like to be creative with our ratings, so keep that in mind um, as we
1: deliver our ratings. Uh, Joey, do you want to go first? I give this, uh, I give this movie three thirds of a quality show.
0: Okay, well, can you explain it?
1: <laughs> yeah, because well, he, he divides money into thirds, oh, and he gets all three. Nice. Okay. Oh, okay, I like that. I like okay. that. Okay,
0: alrighty. Um, Punchline. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I give this. Um, I give this movie three books, two phone books, and one chemistry textbook. Not, an, Not an encyclopedia. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm tempted to do an encyclopedia, especially because you guys are en- encyclopedic. <laughs> but only if it's stuff. hollowed but, out and filled with right, money. Right. Exactly. But no, the two phone books are the two different phone books that Jesse uses this in this through. movie. Vandalizes. Well, he uses two of yeah. he tears the page out of two different phone books, and they end up being, like, super useful for him. One so he can find the vacuum company, and one so he can find the welding company. I was yeah, like, years what year is this time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, phone well, book? Well, they all have
2: flip phones, right? <laughs> That's true. Well, those are burners, though. Those are burners, uh,
0: yeah. So, anyways, I, those are the two. And then, obviously, a chemistry textbook, because it's Breaking Bad. And uh, it all goes back to
3: Mr. White, the chemistry teacher. All right, uh, Nick, why don't you give us your rating? My rating is five orders of uh, Los Pollos Hermanos Curly Fries.
0: Curly? Oh, dang. Curly fries. So
3: they actually, uh, is something they do apparently have at Los Pollos Hermanos. Um, when they were promoting <laughs> season three of, of Better Call Saul, they would put out training videos for, for oh, nice. uh, Los Pollos Hermanos ran by Gus Fring. Yeah. And he's like, oh, if a customer ever orders one of our signature Curly Fries... Um, so yes, my rating is five orders of curly fries. Curly fries from Los That's Sports a lot from of, of curly fries. fries. That's amazing.
0: All right, curly fries are go- dope, dude. Tony Stank, bring us home. What's your rating?
2: Yes, I give this movie a purity rating of <sighs> ninety-six percent.
0: Nice, poetic. <laughs> uh, no, no,
3: not poetic. Church.
0: Church. Yes. Ch- Church. I love it. Church. I love it. <laughs> Um, and, okay. So that's going to do it for this episode of Apple chat. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on and providing us with your expertise, um, for breaking bad. You guys have clearly sank a lot of time into this wonderful show. Uh, and I'm glad, I hope that you feel, uh, that that was useful, that you could come and share some of that with us in our audience today.
2: One. Yeah, that yes, was awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I definitely needed, I definitely needed, a, uh, a way to, Debrief? Express my. Yes. God, yeah, yeah. Just a debrief after watching so much Breaking Bad.
3: I, uh, there's nothing else I'd rather do than talk up the thing that is the Breaking Bad universe. Yes. Uh, That's, I can, okay, church, because I never would have watched Breaking Bad
0: if it wasn't for Nick. Nick, like, forced this show onto me because it is a little slow at the beginning and I wasn't really feeling it. And he was like, like, you will watch this show, <laughs> and, 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 I di- and I did, and I did, and I'm really thankful for that. Um, okay, so Joey, what's what's coming up next on Apple Chat?
1: The next thing we're doing is Mega Mind.
0: Oh, dude, sick! I can't wait. I love Mega Mind. <laughs> um, okay, uh, we're gonna quickly. You guys, you guys are um, off duty now, so don't worry about it. Cool. We're just gonna run through our outro real quick. Um, so. Don't forget, you can call Affable Chat. We do have a toll-free number where you can leave us a message. It's 833-600-CHAT.
1: Yeah, that's 833-600-2428. Call anytime. Literally anytime. We'll play it on the podcast. Just leave any message you want. We've played all of them so far. That's right. <laughs> um, subscribe to
0: us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And
1: wherever you get your podcasts, uh, leave us a review. It really helps us grow.
0: You can also reach us on Twitter at Affable Chat or uh, email us at affablechat at gmail.com. And we recently started a brand new Instagram account, which is the exact same as our Twitter at Affable Chat.
1: Follow us there. And also check us out on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, it's also called Affable Chat.
0: That's right. Uh, Check the description for the social media accounts of our two wonderful guests. Thank you to you guys once more. I really enjoyed talking about El Camino. I've always wanted to talk about Breaking Bad, but it felt like too big a project to talk about the entire show. I'm glad we got this opportunity to bring it uh, to Affable Chat. Uh, So that's going to do it for this episode. For Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. And I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Affable Chat. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. If you have a question, comment, or want to request something for us to talk about, you can reach us at our Twitter account, Affable Chat, or our email, AffableChat at gmail.com. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.